beautiful earth, beautiful earth, what do we have to say? Fire and storm, virus and death, earth can you please translate? Beautiful earth, beautiful earth, what do we need to hear? Sorrow and shock, those ones we love. Earth, will you break our fear, beautiful earth? All right, come on in now. Come into the Church of Stop Shopping. I'm Reverend Billy, and I'm here with the Stop Shopping Choir and a bunch of other folks. We're ready to have our earth service. We're sharing a hit show right now, or should I say a hate show, in the Capitol, the march of white supremacy and woman-hating, and, and after that miracle of thousands of people working so hard with Stacey Abrams down in Georgia, now this spectacle of, oh my God. But through it all, we've got to remember something, and here's the theme of the next half hour, and that is we've got to remember life itself which during the sixth extinction is something we've got to do on purpose because we're watching this hit show on the deck of the Titanic and that iceberg is looming all the way from soaring birds and beautiful gorillas down to bacteria and one-celled animals. Life systems are clicking off. We're in the midst of a going away of life. And so, survival. Life itself, it's something that sometimes we forget about it, don't we? It's so basic to everything we do. It's our hearts beating. It's our breathing. And now we have to on purpose gather and get that conversation with the earth going again. And it's got to flow. It's got to be going on regardless of the violence around us, the firestorms and the superstorms and the human storms down in Washington. Whatever violence is going on, we've got to keep that survival going. Otherwise, all of our work for justice and freedom and love, we won't live to enjoy it, and our children and our nieces and nephews won't either. So here we are. Life hallelujah. I'm going to turn it over now to Wangari Mathai, the tree planter from Kenya, and a rainforest, and a punk rave about extinction. Let's work on this together. Earth Alluia now. Come on. 
point is the tree. A tree has a personality and as it grows and it changes the landscape, it also change, seems to change the minds of the people and it, it brings with it a certain rapport that actually encourages people to do more. So that you start with a few farmers and before you know so many other farmers want to also participate. <laughs> Beautiful earth, beautiful earth, what do you have to say? Fire and storm, virus and death. Earth, can you please translate? Oh, beautiful Earth, beautiful Earth, what do we need to hear? Sorrow and shock, the ones we love, 
Earth, will you break our fear, oh beautiful earth? And we begin with the question, don't we? Beautiful earth, beautiful earth, what do you have to say? The fires and the floods and the virus and the death. Earth, won't you please translate? We're questioning. We're open. And we are open to a new kind of activism for the earth. Because of this openness, we're asking the earth, please let us participate in the evolution of the earth in this time of crisis. All right. Now, the last teacher was Wangari Mathai, the great teacher. She said that we are farmers and we're tending to a tree. And the tree is so powerful that it cultivates in us the ability to return to the earth. Wangari is saying that the tree comes into our personalities. It makes the farmer want to return to her or his community for the good works, for the political change. Now listen, you've heard the expression, the garden makes the gardener. Water, cultivate the plant life, and you begin to change and express with the life a common experience. And it's a kind of communication back and forth. It's a cycle. It's a cycle of life. It's birth and growth and change and death. And so we are now free. What a gift this is. We are free from the fundamentalist religions, from the enforcement by the big institutions that are afraid of death. And that's why they've been unable to accept climate change and habitat destruction. And consumer culture is afraid of death. Our modern fundamentalism that won't let us be intimate with the earth, afraid of death. Now you and I are choosing to survive and choosing to encourage survival in the life around us. So the earth is evolving love. And we take that love, which is the intense form of living, and we accept as we go forward in our task that death is a part of life. Now, we talk to the earth and ask a question about that death, but we're open. We're not afraid, we're open. We get the gift from the earth. Within our bodies, there's a seed now. The earth is tending to us. The leaves and the flowers that we're growing are a more potent kind of activism, a far more powerful activism for the earth than we've had in the past. We're defending the earth more powerfully because we are the earth ourselves. We take back our neighborhoods as if we're a, a species of the earth walking back into our ecosystem. We are the earth and we're alive. What's the name of our species, people? Can we call ourselves earthers? Earthers. Our religion is the free-for-all of actual creation, and we take back the streets like a flood. We take back the earth because we are the earth, reuniting, reharmonizing with ourselves. We close the wound of the pipeline. We bolster the immunity system of the earth against the poisoners, against Bayer and Monsanto. And we march into J.P. Morgan Chase singing, and we fill that bank vault full of earth. Carry the earth with us. We're earthers. Stuff that Amazon jet engine with the earth. It won't work now. We're earthers.
we are alive and we accept the change the evolution and we go on living we're evolving we're learning to fly and swim and run through the wreckage of the cities through the waste of consumption we love and we live we live we survive and we die as an act of living as an act of asking the question beautiful earth beautiful earth beautiful earth what do you have to say amen earth alleluia to news from the natural world. I'm Savitri D. Some animals thrive with neighbors. Researchers found that red squirrels in the Yukon have a greater chance of survival when living near neighbors. These fitness benefits depended on familiarity or how long the same squirrels live next to each other. The benefits were more pronounced in older squirrels, whom the data suggested could sharply offset the effects of aging by maintaining all of their neighbors from one year to the next. Heating up cancer cells while targeting them with chemotherapy is a highly effective way of killing them. A new study published in the Journal of Materials Chemistry B found that loading a chemotherapy drug onto tiny magnetic particles that can heat up the cancer cells at the same time as delivering the drug to them was up to 34% more effective at destroying the cancer cells than the chemotherapy drug without added heat. Two new studies have uncovered an association between vaping and mental fog. Both adults and kids who vape were more likely to report difficulty concentrating, remembering, or making decisions than their non-vaping, non-smoking peers. It also appeared that kids were more likely to experience mental fog if they started vaping before the age of 14. While other studies have found an association between vaping and mental impairment in animals, this is the first study to draw this connection in humans. Repeated intravenous ketamine infusions significantly reduce symptom severity in individuals with chronic post-traumatic stress disorder. And the improvement is rapid and maintained for several weeks afterwards, according to a new study. The study, published in September in the American Journal of Psychiatry, is the first randomized controlled trial of repeated ketamine administration for chronic PTSD and suggests this may be a promising treatment for PTSD patients. Humans have discovered hundreds of stars with multiple planets orbiting them throughout the galaxy. Each one is unique, but a system orbiting the star HD 158259, light years away, is truly special. The star itself is about the same mass and a little larger than the Sun, and is orbited by six planets. 
After monitoring it for seven years, astronomers have discovered that all six of those planets are moving in almost perfect orbital resonance. Orbital resonance is when the orbits of two bodies around their parent body are closely linked as the two orbiting bodies exert gravitational influence on each other. The best example is Pluto and Neptune. For every two laps Pluto makes around the Sun, Neptune makes three. This is known as a two-three resonance, much like bars of music being played simultaneously but with different time signatures, two beats for the first, three for the second. Each of the six planets orbiting HD 158259 is in an almost perfect 3-2 resonance. That means for every three orbits each planet makes, the next one out completes two. One scientist described it as perfect celestial harmony. The fork-tailed flycatcher whistles with its wings in two different accents. More evidence this bird is splitting into two species. Birds are known for the songs they can sing, but dozens of species also use their feathers to generate sounds. For instance, peacocks can rattle their quills together and the crested pigeon's wings whistle when they fly. In a new study, researchers investigated fork-tailed flycatchers, one-ounce birds found throughout the Americas that resemble black and gray swallows. The males sport foot-long, scissor-shaped tails as ornaments to help attract mates, and they also spread these giant feathers to help turn sharply while hunting by using the plumes as air brakes. When these birds fly, sometimes as fast as 65 miles per hour, they produce a high-pitched trill, creating those trills with fluttering feathers. Airflow causes the plumes to vibrate with short, repetitive whistles. It is evident from the tune of the trill that the migratory and non-migratory fork-tailed flycatcher's populations are diverging. And from an observatory high above Chile's Atacama Desert, astronomers have taken a new look at the oldest light in the universe. Their observations, plus a bit of cosmic geometry, suggest that the universe is 13.77 billion years old, give or take 40 million years. And now the sounds of extinction. The Cross River Gorilla. This is the most western and northern form of gorilla. It is restricted to the very remote forested hills and mountains of the Cameroon-Nigeria border region at the headwaters of the Cross River. Estimates from 2014 suggest that fewer than 250 mature Cross River gorillas remain, making them the world's rarest great ape. The Cross River gorilla usually live in small groups of four to seven individuals with a few males and a few female members. Their diet usually consists of fruit, but in fruit-scarce months, their diet is primarily made up of terrestrial herbs and the bark and leaves of climber and trees. Many of the Cross River gorilla food sources are seasonal, and thus their diets are filled with very dense, nutritious vegetation that is usually found near their nesting sites. The Cross River gorilla at the Caguane Mountain in Cameroon has been observed using tools, which seems to be unique to the population in that region. Very little is known about this animal as they are rarely seen by humans. They are threatened by habitat fragmentation, the bushmeat trade, the wild pet trade, and in general, human incursion. No Cross River gorillas have been recorded or reported killed in Nigeria since 2012. And in July 2020, remote camera trap monitoring captured images of a group of Cross River gorillas with several infants. 
These images are an indication that Cross River gorillas are successfully reproducing and populations recovering as a result of field-based protection efforts. And hear the sounds of the Cross River gorilla. come to the end of today's church service and and ooh that song is our motif today runs through everything runs through the whole show a few weeks ago we had a, a river that kept appearing between segments of the show and this time it's beautiful earth now we talked about how the earth is exploding in all directions and people are too people are acting like superstorms big whirling 200 mile an hour and this morning when i got up i sensed this is the day of days here this is the essential day <laughs> i got up at five in the morning went out and it was still pretty dark and i knew that mitch mcconnell would be retired this dark lord of silence he just doesn't let legislation come to the floor of the senate therefore nobody can talk about it in public right so you don't get your vote. Well, I sensed <laughs> that today we were in a revolving door falling off a waterfall. And I just had that feeling from the very, from, from five in the morning, I was texting people, friends, some of them knew the individual counties in Georgia and they, they were guessing at, you know, the votes. And I knew that the, the MAGA people were marshalling their courage to invade as well. Ah, the superstorm is so much in the foreground with our little human drama here that for a moment we didn't think about the physical reality that is exploding, the 
today again. More life forms disappeared in this accelerating extinction we're a part of. The fire and flood continues. But we think of the earth as being mysterious. We think of death and life being unexplained. And yet as we reach out in, in this kind of prayer, asking for an explanation, I'd like to put forward the idea that maybe we have the answer inside of us. We're carrying the answer around. I think it's probably good to ask the question and live in the question. Once you think you have the answer, you start slipping towards fundamentalism, am I right? There's a kind of answer in the question that is a better question. I thought of Stacey Abrams, who lost an election that was taken from her by a racist Republican governor. When was that, two years ago? And then she turned around and she might have at that point looked at the universe and said, well, what the hell? Give me the answer to this racism in the old South. How can I make my way? And she found her garden. She found that Wangari Maathai's tree. She found her tree. And that is that everybody votes. Everybody gets to vote. That's our responsibility. That's our freedom. Even in the deep South, everybody gets to vote. And that became over time, flip the Senate. Let's flip the Senate. As, as the drama gathered around her and, and that Shakespearean drama, she found herself in the third act of a Shakespearean and she, she was on the internet a lot, wasn't she? Didn't we all hear her say, hi, it's Stacy here, flip the Senate. Now each of you and, and myself too, let's commit to finding that tree, Wangari Mathai's tree, finding that vote, Stacy Abrams' vote. That is how, that is how the dark lords of cynical silence are removed and we can be together talking in our commons. And we won't have those invaders. We will have each other. And that commons will become stronger and stronger as the thing that we're doing with each other goes out to those disaffected. The garden makes the gardener and the gardener makes another garden that makes another garden that makes another garden. This is life. This is democracy. This is the commons that we share. This is the family, the neighborhood. A healthy neighborhood is very radical now. It kicks out the chain stores. It kicks out the abusive landlords. A healthy government kicks out the abuse, the violence. And it's talk and intimacy that does it. Being with each other. Earth hallelujah, I feel it, I feel it. Earth hallelujah, come into us now. We ask that we, don't give us the answer. Give us the tree. We're not asking for a pat instruction. Give us the vote. We'll work for it. We'll do the work. We feel your presence in our bodies and souls. Earth hallelujah. Earth hallelujah. Earth hallelujah. Beautiful, beautiful earth. And time to come to the end of this earth service. We like to thank Sundar Ganglani for, and Francisca Benitez for the beautiful earth song, which was kind of our motif, our repeating motif. No kind of about it, beautiful earth. 
Greg Corbino roused us to the subverted messiah of the Earth Alleluia song. Thank you, Gregory. Wish to thank the Fiery Eagles of Justice, Brendan Burke, Jason Candler, who is also our editor and co-producer of this event. Savitri D, the director of the Church's Stop Shopping, on the news and the sounds of extinction. Much thanks to Neil Young and his community of artists for developing this with us over the last few years. And Pantheon Podcasts for distributing us to 50 podcast networks. Thank you to all of you and all the volunteers and the Stop Shopping Choir. We're just really grateful here as we start up this new year. Health and safety and wildness to all of you. Earthalluya 